Hello, and welcome back to Big Gay Nerds Play Beam Saber. Uh, I am Saturn, your GM. My pronouns are they and them. Um, you can find me at The Future Rules on both Twitter and Tumblr.com, as well as cohost.org if you happen to be lucky enough to get out on the ground floor of that. Uh, if I sound a little scatterbrained, it's because this is the third time we've tried to record this intro. Uh, so please uh, be please praise us for our uh, willingness to overcome uh, annoying technical issues to bring you that fresh new content on a mostly yeah. weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, joining me are three of my favorite people in the whole world, and we're going to start with Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah. She, her. You can find me at Radio Inactivity on Twitter. Um, I play Arabella Steranoct, aka Red, the Ace. She's she's aggro, no breaks. Love it. Next up, oh, hey, I'm Owen, um, founder and director of Big Gay Nerds. I play. Uh, Pfeffer Humboldt, uh, call sign boss, and he's the officer playbook. And last, but certainly not least, mm. Ellie. Hello, I am Ellie. Pronouns are she, they, and I play Gabrielle Asmodeus. Her call sign is Stiletto, and her playbook is Envoy. Yeah, wonderful. And as you may notice, Fern is not here with us this week, as you might uh, know from last time, which we'll get into right now, actually. Uh, on our last time, the Forget-Me-Nots got assigned with a pretty difficult task. They had to go up to the frozen north to some podunk town in the middle of nowhere and solve a labor dispute in one of the uh, Empire's uh, pretty... in one of the Empire's larger like machine repair facilities like for their mechs and things like that. Um, only to find out that this was the result of some dragon teeth pirates like planting... Uh, you know, conspiratorial types in their midst and trying to launch some sort of, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, not false flag operation, but something similar, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it really went to shit pretty fast. Uh, the Forget-Me-Nots did successfully end the labor dispute and discover what happened to the uh, Tyconian uh, Garland Mercantile Company staff who were on site, who disappeared. Um, However, a significant amount of that facility got destroyed. There were multiple casualties and also Golden Boy uh, seemingly abducted or perhaps absconded with uh, some pirates and Mm. under dubious circumstances. And who knows what happened to them? Uh, yeah, and that's what happened last time. Uh, so this time, uh, we're going to do what we didn't do last time and actually lead off this block with like a big old downtime session. Mm-hmm. Um, and unlike the usual, uh, where usually like y'all come back from, and I guess we can actually get right into it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so normally, so you come back to after this is, uh, let's say three days later, right? Come back to uh, the, your base in Caligari and expect to get a debriefing from Major Barrier Brass. And you go to the office that she has uh, fashioned out of what used to be a family library on the estate and find an unfamiliar face there mm. in uh, officer's dress uniform waiting for you. You must be the forget-me-nots. A sort of... Uh, a, let's say a... How do I describe her? She's a sort of a familiarly looking, a, a vaguely familiar looking, uh, pale skinned uh, Tyconian woman with some goat like features, you might say. 
Uh, she's a younger woman as well, um, but she is uh, dressed in this very imperious, high-ranking kind of uh, uniform. And she's uh, and she introduces herself, Major General Carthus. I reckon uh, good to meet you finally, uh, Captain Humboldt. Uh, she uh, gestures. Uh- Humboldt uh, nods and says, good to meet you too. May I ask the circumstances of our meeting? I will be perfectly blunt because there's little reason for us to dance around the point. While high command, uh, she gestures, she like with one hand kind of gestures very subtly at herself, indicating her position has seen fit to uh, conduct an investigation into your recent operation after all of the things that happened there, aside from uh, one of our one of our most important facilities being halfway to leveled. We also had a mid-mission defection. And frankly, the rest of High Command is not exactly thrilled with how your commanding officer has been conducting herself. So for the time being, you are furloughed. You may, you may do as you will, as though you were on shore leave, though I hope you understand that we will be keeping a close eye on you all while we, while we conduct our investigations. There will be no debriefing here. You know what you will know. With that, I will dismiss you. Expect to see me around. And you are dismissed. And she turns away. All right. Uh, like, are you... Oh, j- one one question. Are you going to be in my house still? <laughs> well, this is what you have elected as your base of operations, is it not? Yes, yes, no. I was just I was I was just making sure I understood the situation. I didn't know if you were moving into our FOB. We well, want to make sure that the help is nice and uh, <laughs> cooperative with yourself. The help has already proven plenty cooperative, though mm. I appreciate the concern. Uh, Pepper, I will actually say, like, even though you've never met this person, you do recognize from her appearance and her name that she is also probably uh, like a daughter or a niece of the uh, Duca of Sardone, the lady oh, who you tried to meet in the second mission. Oh, uh, you right. might even you might actually reckon that she's her daughter. Um, oh. And so it's like, oh, a, a fellow noble uh, heiress who's also in a position of military power. So she's being, she's being, you get the sense that she's maybe being kind of cold as kind of a power play. Yeah, no, this is a peer. We are in some awkward uh, positioning here. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's just, he's going to like step out backwards, uh, like, you know, probably col- politely like close the door after them and then just sort of like slump against a wall and slide down it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, oh yeah, Bella just kind of like stoops down in front of him and's like, "Look, it'll be fine. We got the job done." And and yeah, Golden Boy uh bailed on us, but just like every other man in my Okay, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> oh am, boy. Move. I'm I'm going down to the kitchen before I cause a scene. <laughs> uh, wonderful. Don't uh, don't hit the liquor cabinet too hard, boss. I'm we, going to have, have I'm going one. to have one limerita and that's it. <laughs> Very dignified. Carry on, sir. And Bella uh, gives him like a little salute. Wonderful. Salutes back. Then, oh like, my god. 
and then he hobbles. The, like all of us are injured is another thing. Yeah, both Pfeffer and Gabrielle got shot. Yeah. Uh, Pfeffer, you can probably cover up nice because it was a chest wound. Gabrielle, I don't even think like whatever is going to be done about that. She is like, there is clearly like bandaged over stumps where two of those fingers were. You're still missing yeah. fingers. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's still, mm-hmm. I haven't done any uh, recovery actions yet. I do plan yeah. to get to it. But. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, got, you, yeah. Got, you got some first aid done to you while you try to figure out a more permanent solution to the uh, significant yeah. war injury sustained. Yeah, Gabrielle mm-hmm. does feel for Pfeffer's uh, plight, but she is loving these pills, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got the real good stuff on the helicopter flight back. uh, Yeah, you think I'd be in a terrible mood, but... (laughs) And also, we can't forget that Arabella was at least inside of a mech cockpit partially crushed yeah you know, oh yeah fine. Um, so, so you've got crushed. you've got some like laceration scarring or whatever on your arm yeah. like, like your good arm it's like, a lot of pain pills it's fine yeah <laughs> we're all doing great have yeah. a good day well with the knowledge that your uh your commanding officer is currently being investigated and one of your good friends is missing in action uh you all are indefinitely furloughed um here's what this means first off is that, uh, as established, you have uh, approximately, between the three of you and also fourth honorary Giuseppe one, uh, an amount of drive clocks which can be used to do a thing which may or may not factor into the drama of this episode, we'll see. The other thing is that I am going to give you all, because especially because we're down a uh, one of our players and I want us to get some like meat in here for where the story is going to go next, I'm going to give you all four downtime actions as well as on top of the uh, material and personnel points you already have. I'm going to, because this is assuming a longer period of time, uh, going to give you four bonus supply points that you can uh, spend as you will. Um, And and so because you don't have the storage storage for all that, I would recommend you finding some ways to spend that material and personnel so that you can fill it in at least. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It it does occur to me, at least some of that is coming in from the fact that like, we haven't really talked about this before, but we've got like, we've got like a little airstrip or whatever that we got for one of our missions, correct? Yes, you got that. um, This was after the second mission and you actually made an arrangement with uh, the... Uh, my good, the LTRF, uh, who you know furnish uh, Arabella's Mac, uh, to specifically to like get some uh long going support from them, ostensibly mm-hmm. to use for you know like mm-hmm. personal gearing, uh, study that sort of thing. But you can use yeah. it however you will. Okay, well then, um, oh boy, uh, do we and- want to this? Yeah. Yeah, as I say, as for the drive clocks thing, either you can like, like you can talk about it as you go. You don't have to pick something right now, but it, like, mm-hmm. as long as I'd like, if we could figure out how we want to use those before the end of the episode, so that we can like work it into uh, like the the drama, as yeah. it were, right. instead of just coming up with it off screen, you know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, uh, but if you want time to think about it, you can. We can obviously start with uh, downtime and see how we end up feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, first off for down just to cover something for downtime isn't there like a already like a free rip like the 
I forget the action, but the thing that refreshes your mech quirks, like you still have to spend the resources for it. Yes, but... so it doesn't take any time, but you do have to spend the material for it. Okay. okay, since we've got free material, if any of us have got like that going on, that might be a good. Um, yeah, uh, I do have uh, one level harm on. Blue yeah, you, you all have a single level. Uh, you all have at least one level one harm on your machines. Mm-hmm. But uh, I forget. Isn't this for like? It's two different names, but I haven't looked at them in ages. Isn't there like one for like refreshing the quirks and one for healing yeah, the harm? Yeah, quirks is upkeep yep. and fix is for. Uh, oh yes, damage. you're right. So the upkeep one is for quirks. Okay, and that's the one so. that you get a free one without having to spend any time for it. Okay then. Well, I then don't I'm think good. anyone spent any. Uh, no, no, no. You're right. Uh, Arabella has. Arabella has. Uh, yeah, okay. and I've got one. Oh, they're there. And oh, I right. forget when you when you roll. Is there like a possibility of clearing multiple ones? What's the? I believe so. I believe it's. Um, if I'm not mistaken, for quirks, it is a uh, the normal success structure, which is uh, in tiers one, two, three, five. You know. So, like, if you get, like, a critical success, you could clear five quirks. If you get a, a low roll, you can clear one quirk, etc. Um, it says, refresh the number of quirks equal to the highest result. Roll dice equal to the number of materials spent. Okay. Yep. Oh, that's even better, because that means you can theoretically uh, clear, like, at least six. Okay. Um, well, in that, case, six. I, in that case, I might just hold off on that, because I've only got one that I have spent. And uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can we can hold off on that then. Um, and if you if you decide if you if you relitigate that later, obviously we can go back. But um, okay. in the meantime, uh, does anyone want to lead with their downtime? What how they want to spend it? What they want to do it? I think I'm, at least the very first thing is to deal with some of uh, the damage we all took. Yes, right? yeah. I think I think I am actually the most hurt person here for once, so I'm oh, good wow. to yeah. lead that charge. Oh yeah, look at you! Oh my god. Ooh. Yeah. Wow, like, look at your stress too. Most, oh, now, yeah. now, now to be fair, mostly mental damage, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But that is that is why he broke down so quickly after that meeting. Yeah. He is no, in, he's feeling despair, snubbed, and discouraged. So yeah, he's gonna have that limerita. You can't stop. Yeah. Him. <laughs> I'm sure it's God. called something else because that's actually a trademarked thing, but he's having whatever the equivalent of a like <laughs> of like a Mike's hard lemonade for women is. <laughs> um, I, I think i think in the i think it, this is a situation in the world of uh grand tycon where it would be in fact like it, it would be michelle's hard lemonade for men Something about that combination of words makes it sound like an like it would be an ad in the in like of Team Fortress Two or some shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm into that. Oh. Okay, so yes, I'm. Yeah, I'm. Okay, yes, I'm going. This to is a matriarchal society, and your hard lemonade is hashtag girl boss. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I've completely forgotten how to do a healing check. How's that go down? Oh, here, well, let, me... let me. Yeah. So I will. We do have a doctor, so y'all are good in that one. Uh, the healer rolls. Uh, engineer for a pilot with doctor, or the quality of the NPC. Um, I think. For us, the quality of the NPC, we because it's a specialist, so I think it's your tier plus one, oh, right? So I yes. think you roll two d six. Okay, then. They're 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 a specialist cohort, I think technically, even though I just have them as a resource. 
Okay, and I'm just going to roll straight into roll 20. I've not done this in a minute. Mm-hmm. I got a six. Hey. Oh, good. I believe that uh, does autom- I think my, my thing for six is I just automatically fill your healing clock. I don't give a shot. Um, uh, I think mm-hmm. I already I already yeah, had one tick in my healing clock. So okay, then it's it's, it's perfect because it's another thing where it's a one three five or one two three five situation, but it also means you can't fully tick a healing clock in one unless right. you get a crit, yeah. which is just like I don't want to waste your time <laughs> with all that shit. So is this anyway. like? So is like everything goes down a tier? Is that how it works? Uh, so you're all your for having done healing at all. All your tier ones clear completely, uh-huh. um, and since you filled your clock, all of your tier twos get moved down to tier ones. Okay, so with I had shot and despair. What are like a like? What um, is, what's like a less bad let's, version let's, of that? Let's call it um, like bruised hole. ribs. Oh yeah, because <laughs> because you had like body armor on, right? I think. Oh yeah. Right? yeah. So we'll call it bruised ribs and uh, ennui. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. I, I think one way is appropriate because you find yourself back in this position where it's like, ah, I'm stuck up in my house after a military embarrassment being forced to languish in my career, uh, waiting for what could possibly happen and hoping I don't get like, you know, discharged in shame. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I feel like how this manifests, not to like dig too deep into it, is that he like goes to the doctor specifically for the bullet wound, but like he winds up staying there way longer than he needs to just talking to the guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yep, I'm good to, I, I'm still going to have less effect on my rolls. So like for one of my other four, I might go back to for another one of those. But for right now, yeah, I feel... And- yeah. And what I'll say is that um, you don't have to get a, like, next time you go to the heal rolls, the level ones, uh, much like the level one harms in your machine, they will just clear automatically no matter what you roll. Oh, yeah. So, you know what? I might I'm, I might do that then, but uh, not just yet. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I take it the other two of you are also thinking of doing something similar? Yes. <laughs> um, who wants to roll first, then? That's going to be 2d6 either way. Uh, I'll do it. Let's okay. see. Five and five. five. Yeah. Uh, do you Two. have any on your? Uh, you already have like three on your healing clock, apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just fill that up and do the same thing. You're going to get rid of that level one and move your level twos down. Okay. Uh, um, what should we call this? Uh, we can turn crushed into um. Fuck, man. Uh. Mm-hmm. Squish. <laughs> No, that's worse. Yeah. <laughs> Squish implies like a degree of, of even, uh, I don't know. Squeeze? More salsa. <laughs> uh, bruised? Yeah, let's go with bruised. And the other one, let's call Tender. it like, because uh, the other one was adrenaline high. Let's call that like burnout. Oh, uh, yeah. Sure, that's good. Just feeling like every part of you has, you feel like your entire body and also your entire brain has rug burn. Yeah. Like I've just been like slowly ground against pavement. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like very slowly. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and last but not least, how about uh, we get uh, Gabrielle to to give us that business with the two days? Right. Oh, snake, snake eyes. eyes! Snake eyes. Well, you still clear all your level ones, uh, so snub goes away. However, you only uh, fill your healing block one. Uh, Would I be able to spend a personnel to increase the result by one level? Uh, sure. That will only fill your healing clock by two, though. Oh, uh, boy, that's a pain. Yeah, no. Um, 
trying to think. That's of, all right. I, th- I think it's just a thing here. It's like, yeah, you you get over your, uh, you know, the 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 mental stress pretty readily. But what you find is, uh, I think I think what it is is like she goes back and it's like, hey, can we reattach these? And this is the doctor takes just one look at it and goes, no, actually. Yeah. Uh, that, that is- <laughs> <laughs> girl. Uh, yeah, I, no, I, we're, I, I, we're working I, on a replacement. It might take a little while. Yeah, like we, we're we're gonna if you really, if you need those fingers back, we're gonna have to get you uh, mechanical ones. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> these uh, the, the the that dog don't hunt anymore. I'm sorry. There's too much, there's too much damage there. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, oh, that makes yeah. sense. It still hurts. Yeah, Gabriel like, no, like looks at her hand. It's like, well, I work in like a I work in a client facing job, so I need something <laughs> yeah. there. Or yeah. People are going to become concerned. Well, I I understand. It's um, we'll need some time to get there because normally, well, the thing is normally in client facing jobs, you don't get a shot so much, you say. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough life. It's yeah. an intense <laughs> client facing job. Yeah. Um, so we already have the order in, uh, or I already put it in rather, cause I, there's, there's, I can't connect these back unfortunately, but, um, that we'll have that set. We'll have that sorted out for you before too long. And you'll be, Back to your normal uh, five fingers on that hand self in no time. Wonderful. In the meantime, <laughs> and he like also is like uh, is like he, he like writes a little script. He's like, uh, take that to the pharmacy so, uh, in in a week so they can give you uh, more of uh, those once you're out. <laughs> yeah. And, oh and my god. Pay, pace oh, yourself. They have DEA controls in this setting. Oh, that's miserable. Uh, <laughs> too, you, for sure. you you oh. live in the neoliberal uh, uh, fucking. <laughs> you live in the uh, no, the neoliberal uh, monarchy, where it's like, yeah, of course they they have uh, state regulated uh, controlled substances. Yeah. I, I, unfortunately for you, and it's like, now look, I, I know you'll be tempted. Too, you have to pace yourself. I am not going to give you a refill before the refill is due. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't. I'm not going to need more of these. Come on, I'll be fine. <laughs> he like he like raises an eyebrow at you. It says nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Gabrielle has no idea if she's going to need more of these or not. She's just not going to be looked down on by some lab coat wearing jackass. So she's going to get out of here. <laughs> I was say, ironically, the guy who's telling you this is maybe may or may not be an actual licensed doctor, uh, considering this is uh, this is a Kalzar who uh, who oh right the, the guy who's killed people yeah the murderer guy yeah yeah, yeah I mean you don't know that. Yeah. Gold boy does, but yeah. you know, yeah. don't worry about it. It's not here like, anymore. Uh, also, Gabby would not care that much if she did know. It's like, yeah, we all got yeah. She's like, oh, good, I can trust you. You know what it's like to kill. <laughs> yeah, the, and it's and it's also important to remind our viewers, our listeners, that he does also look like a teddy bear that just climbed out of a tumble dryer. Yeah, he is. A, he, is a, <laughs> he is approximately. Uh, I, he's a, he's one of the bulk, so he's like three feet tall and like a little furry goblin man. And I think I might have described him as looking vaguely like if you turned uh, Guillermo del Toro into a toy dog. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's what he said. Oh, excellent. Uh, okay. Um, well, do we want to like just keep this rotation going? Because I do yeah, know you tell, what you I You tell do. me. Yeah, okay. Um, I think next I'm definitely going to cut loose. Wonderful. So how are you cutting loose and who are you going to cut loose with? Okay. You know what? I'm going to, um, hold on. I just remember that like cut loose has got some very specific like elements to it. Doesn't it? Yeah. So basically so. like you have to bring one of your squad mates with you and they don't have to necessarily cut loose at the same time. This not, might not be an activity that relieves any stress for them, but it has to be something that you could cajole them to go doing with you. And right. you will, uh, probably develop some new beliefs about them after you're done with whatever it is. 
Right, yeah. Okay. Let's see. I've done... Hmm. <sighs> so for Cutting Loose before, I have done... <laughs> Uh, giving Gabby's performance review. I've yeah, done yeah. going out to get euros, and I've done uh, getting drunk and talking about his ancestors. And I've so I've I've I have. Well, he I really couldn't. is a forty-five-year-old bachelor, huh? He really yeah. is. <laughs> um, and so I've I have I've done that with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess. It has been, I think I more recently did it with Arabella, so I think that means it's Gabrielle's turn. <laughs> oh, so what are you going to try and cajole Gabrielle to go out and release some stress with you, doing? I think, um, hmm. I think... Because, as established, Pfeffer's been kind of, like, low energy recently. I kind (laughs) of like the idea that rather than this being, like, a big thing or maybe even something that he, like, directly invites her to, I like the idea of them, like, sitting outside, like, by the sort of, like, bay that they're on. And just like, I just picture them like sitting on some kind of wall or something like that and watching the ocean and talking about something. I'm not entirely sure what, but that's what I'm picturing. (laughs) Well, if you want to, if it's going to be like awkward, maybe like uh, Gabby will reach around for an opening is like, so uh, had some boy troubles. (laughs) 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 That's extremely good. Yeah. Yeah, So so ostensibly. Not not to pry, but I did, uh, did happen over here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think like he takes a swig of his uh, Michelle's, and he's... <laughs> oh, I regret this joke extremely. <laughs> and uh, says so like, uh, yes, it's it's just I don't know if it's me or if it's them. Ever since the academy, I've just had. I don't know. Maybe I've heard at least one person say that I prioritize my job and those demands too high, something about me being too readily trusting, something about not listening to people. There's been a dozen different reasons, and I can think of a dozen different reasons on their end, too. But it always just ends on the idea like, oh, sure, yes, this will turn into something. And then I see them talking with someone else and I hear about them going off somewhere else. And hey, it's that. But on the scale of treason. (laughs) (laughs) I love this guy. Ironically, I think Boss is incredible. What a great guy. What a great character. You ever ever get cucked by an enemy country? (laughs) (laughs) Those... Well. Those piratical bigamists saw him from across the bar. I don't know how it happened, but oh man, that is rough. Look, I know. Look, I know how it is. Guys can be hard to deal with, especially uh, when there's uh, money or like nations involved. Mm. 
Uh, I just I wouldn't take it too personal if it's we don't know what Golden Boy is doing. Like, which maybe he abandoned us, but maybe he's dead. There's no way we can tell. <laughs> Thanks, Kathy. <laughs> he like but, uh, he like. <laughs> well, sorry, that's that's not what I meant. Um, look, I've had a lot. Of, that's not what I was trying to get at. And I've had a lot of people just sort of you know leave my life too. It feels bad. And, you know, sometimes it's because they found something more important to do, but sometimes it's not up to them at all. They just get taken from you. <sighs> he sort of like, sort of like pats her on the shoulder and says, Actually, you know what? I guess he doesn't say anything, but I think he does look at least mildly comforted by that. Oh, well, if not. Good. If not in the sense that his worries have really been alleviated, then at least in the sense <laughs> of, like, I'm not the only person in the world with problems, I guess. You know, you're not the first person to experience heartbreak. Yeah, sorry, Gabby does not have any uh, help for this particular problem. Yeah. But, uh, like, if you do find any solutions, like, come to me first. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> but, hmm. You really had my back there, I just want to say. Oh, yeah, it got really tense, and I don't know. I'm glad that I was at your side when it happened. It could and have been he, a lot worse. I was very glad to have you there, and he, like, a supportive shoulder punch. Oh, thanks, with boss. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just, he just sort of, like, grins a little at that, and I guess now is when I'm going to roll, I guess. Yes, so you roll your current connection with Gabrielle, which currently, before this downtime resolves, is at a 2. So you roll Ooh. 2d6. Okay. And you just take the highest result. And if you get a critical success, I think you get... Ooh, else. you got a 6. That is a six. Okay, oh, so that is 6 stress. You had, stress. Yeah, you had a great heart-to-heart. -heart. You feel like you have a deeper understanding of this person, mm -hmm. and you feel like you're a lot more at peace with yourself. So go ahead and take the 6 off. Yeah. And all uh, while we move on, or unless you already have something in mind, go ahead and mark uh, a third belief for Gabrielle. Yeah. And so for that, let's see. The last two I gave were her reputation precedes her and it worries me. And then she's more emotionally vulnerable than her profession would imply. I'm going to need a little time to think on the third then. So Absolutely. Well, we'll come back. Uh before we move on, Gabrielle has been thinking about her own uh, boy troubles. She's just thinking uh -huh. about Tazneem. Uh huh. Remember him? Boy, I. Yeah. Boy, oh, yeah. I, I remember Tazneem. I, mm -hmm. I hate his face. I'm going to make yeah. him my rival officially. Oh, excellent. <laughs> no reason. Yay! <laughs> I just need more of that guy. Oh, I'm so. I am so happy. I. I think <laughs> Sorry, I just waited so long to pull the trigger on that because I no. really didn't need any uh, incitement. But I, I, I feel like we just have this very heartfelt scene, and then like even Gabrielle's feeling kind of good about it, even though she didn't like you know do the the stress thing on this either because she doesn't have to. And she just looks down at her phone and sees that she has a text from an unknown number. She just says, "Taz here, what's up, baby?" And then she's. Got <laughs> Oh, right. It's time to kill. She right. just gets this horrible scowl on her face as she says, uh, narratively, Tasneem has been declared her rival. I love this situation how you, where... How did he even get my number? Christ. Oh, man, it sucks when boys just, like, bail on you, huh? But you know it's even worse when boys don't leave you alone. 
Yeah, what boss doesn't need to know about this yet. Uh, I'm sure he'll. I internally still just. Like, I'm sure he'll find out one way or another, and that idea pisses me off. <laughs> oh, oh my wonderful! God. You'll never get rid of Taz's name anyway. Oh, wonderful. Um. Well, so so we're still in second turn, uh, mm-hmm. and boss has done what he's going to do. How about the other two of you? Um. Let's see. I. Oh God! I also need cut loose. Jesus. I say, aside from stress and health recovery, you also uh, well, most of you have some long term projects. Not all of you, but some, most of you. Um. Um, Well, let's do. You could also do some stress. Yeah, because I have six, and I've already got one trauma. Uh, boy, Bella. Oh yeah, so you actually have to because if you let it skip, you will take stress from having not from not having relief stress. Well, that's right. So it would be a good idea for you to relieve some yeah, stress. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I think I'm also going to relieve stress because I've got six, so no matter how I roll, uh, I can't overindulge. So um, oh, that means I've got to pick somebody to hang out with. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let's uh, see. You have more connections with uh, Gabby than you do with Boss. This could be the opportunity to correct that, or it could be the opportunity to double down. <laughs> I think I am gonna I am gonna hang out with Boss more because okay. I need that now. What are you gonna uh, what are you gonna drag him off to do that'll get some steam him? off? Oh my god, I have a great idea. Okay. Uh so like I think it's after like when he's walking back in from talking to Gabby, he like rounds a corner and Bella is uh walking down the hall with what appears to be uh, an old-fashioned rifle and a box of clay pigeons <laughs> yeah. under her arm. Hell yeah! And <laughs> looks at Boss like, "Oh, hey, I was looking for you. Uh, I found these in a closet. Come on." <laughs> is it, is this, now, is this something Boss would actually accompany her with? Uh, I think that he like. I think that he like blinks. And there's a moment of worry because, like, he he's beginning to realize that Red is, in fact, kind of like a loose cannon. So, like, but the, here's here's the thing. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. This is a classy form of recreation. That's right. <laughs> not well. Okay, it's not universal. Someone people shooting clay pigeons does not make them classy, but. Mm-hmm. Classy people will often shoot clay pigeons. If you're a classy person and you want to shoot your gun, either you go to a range or you shoot clay pigeons. That's correct. Or you arrange a hunt of some kind. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That that may or may not be legal in this part of the country, though you are (laughs) a noble, so you could probably get away with that. Yeah, I don't know if we're near any good forests or whatever. Um, I was trying my hardest to come up with some kind of joke about that time Dick Cheney shot a guy, but it didn't work out. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that he'll, he'll he'll like blink and be like, "Oh yes, you know what? There's a particular spot on the lawn that uh, that I believe my father used to use. So I think uh, that should be." I was okay. going to say we could just blow him up over the, over the bay, but yeah, that sounds cool. There's actually we would have to pay a fine. There's a littering. Thing. Oh. What? Even rich people pay fines, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so she just follows boss. Uh, and yeah, I think <laughs> the funny thing is, so you're supposed to use like a machine to like do the clay pigeons. Right. Uh, but instead she just hands it, to, she hands the box to boss and it's like, we'll take turns. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. 
Yeah. So you you chuck one and I'll take a shot and then vice versa. Okay, yeah. I'm loving that mental image of like <laughs> of like Pfeffer who's like a big guy just putting it just doing like a full on like he's like he's moving his whole body to do it, you know? Like mm-hmm. this isn't something he's done often, but you can tell he like I don't know, had some like sort of fancy gym class teachings and so like he is like really putting it all into these throws. Oh, great! Like real shot put fucking throws. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like you see him square his shoulders and like put his feet in the proper position before he winds up. Yeah, Bella just goes like, "Ooh, <laughs> technique! Wow!" Technique. Yeah, like my like my image of Pfeffer's upbringing is kind of vague, but like a big chunk of it is like turn of the century, like British, like formal academy. So yeah. I feel like that comes with a certain degree of like considerable like athletics mm-hmm. like training and, and also yeah, I, I, track and field. Yeah, I, I envision him boys. as kind of yeah, obviously. <laughs> I envision him as kind of that a uh, modern the model of a modern major general sort where yeah. he just has a lot of very scattered experience and knowledge about basically everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is a man who spent his youth dabbling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I think it's just like, we're just gonna, we're blowing off some steam. Bella isn't necessarily talking, but I mm-hmm. think <laughs> if you look at her, you can tell she's more angry about the Giuseppe thing than she's letting on. Uh, uh and, uh, so when, when Boss throws, she hones in like a, like a hawk and just like, pops that thing out of the air without a second thought, right? Yeah. Uh, and then kind of makes a face because she's thinking about uh, about ships flying away and not, oh. taking, not taking a shot. And, yeah. Uh, and then hands the, boss, the gun to boss and is like, all right, your turn. Yeah. I like to think that um, I don't have much in mind about like uh, – what would be going on through his mind when he's doing the shooting. But I do like the mental image of her throwing it in a very different way. Cause she's got the robot arm. Yeah. And- she actually, I was thinking she, because she was in a more like, she's just a bartender in some blue collar town. Uh, it means she just probably played a lot of just like, not any real kind of baseball, just like everybody shooting the shit at like a field and just throwing and right. just hitting balls. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she throws it like that way uh, with the robot arm and just kind of sends it sailing. Yeah. But yeah. Th- th- I got, I got, I got to ask, did you, did Iron Chapel or you specifically have a softball team? And if so, what was it called? <laughs> no, I don't think it did. I don't, I don't think there's enough people to justify the iron, the iron chapel maidens, but. She still has that shirt idea kicking around in the back of her head. Yeah. Uh, but okay. So um, I only have one connection with boss. So what should I roll? Uh, you would roll a 1d6. Oh Lord. Okay. Uh, four okay a four so you're gonna clear four stress That's uh, nice. it's not enough to you know fully uh absolve yourself of the anger that you feel at how bad everything went um but there is something cathartic about actually being able to take these shots at these clay pigeons and land them and think about you know how even if you couldn't necessarily go back and do it differently 
because mm-hmm. the moment's passed, how you're not going to let that happen again. Right. Ostensibly. Could have made nice. that shot. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think, I think Bella just kind of, I think they go through the whole box of clay pigeons uh, <laughs> and a lot of ammunition. Yeah. And eventually Bella just kind of like takes the gun back from boss and just like nods at him. And it's like, <laughs> we'll get him next time. Aww. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so you will also go ahead and mark a second belief about boss and come mm-hmm. up with that uh, as you will. Uh, unless you already have one uh, in mind, we can mm. move on to Gabby's uh, second turn. Go for it, Gabby. All right. Okay. Gabby. So I think what Gabby will be doing for the second action, um, she's... Doing fine on stress, thanks to how the last mission went. Um, that's Gabby's that's always doing pretty good on stress, honestly. She's yeah. really good at managing her like, <laughs> feelings during I, bad I situations. Mean, I mean, the sense. reason her stress is low is because she did take a scar. Yeah, she makes it out I, I, and is vicious now, but that's yeah, why she's true. fine. I was like, man, I don't, I don't think Gabby's ever actually done a cut loose because she doesn't have any beliefs with anyone on the real. And I look at her stress and like, oh, right. She has a scar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe she should have made some friends. Oh, well. Uh, let's see. I think what I will be doing I want to, uh, is train. I want to go ahead and uh, get the two points into insight. Cool. Mm. So how are you going to be uh, training your insight in that way? Let's see. So you have hunt, study, survey, and engineer and insight. So like what to you is gonna be her idea of like training those kind of more perceptive academic kind of skills? Okay. So I'm looking at the insight skills. The survey one says uh when you survey you observe your surroundings and predict outcomes. Um mm-hmm. and that sounds uh really applicable. Excuse me, sorry to uh, her most recent traumatic incident. And her, what she's thinking is, well, I could have been faster. I could have realized what was happening and killed them before we got shot. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, uh, you're going to do some, you're going to do some VR drills. Yeah. So like uh, reaction time, uh, training, accuracy, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Cool. Uh, I believe you just do it. I don't think you roll anything for that, right? Uh, let me see, train. Yeah, no, that's just it. You either mark yeah. one, or if you have the right uh, squad training upgrade, you mark two. And, and you do have the, the right squad training upgrade, so you mark two. All right. Uh, yeah, I think we just get a scene of like you know, like her doing the uh, so, like reaction speed training, VR shooting range, whatever, whatever, and like yeah. kind of uh, despite the fact that it's not going to be a permanent, getting used to handling this gun shy two fingers yeah right just like some uh, like some close quarters stuff she's like i was like all right i was like gotta decide where to stab real quick (laughs) wonderful it's like kidney throat whatever (laughs) (laughs) i'll do your quick draw um Mm -hmm. yeah okay so do we want to move on to round three or do we want to like talk about drive clocks or anything else oh yeah um geez i'd honestly forgot about drive clocks there's <laughs> also something um we can cut this part if we want to but um so both 
Sarah and I have recently taken playbook moves. Yes. And both of them reflect some pretty significant changes either to ourselves and or our mechs. And I was wondering That would be you know that that would be a good idea. Let's take an intermission to go over like your uh things that you have recently upgraded to. Okay. I think I think that would be fun. Because it's okay. like you so I think at this point, like with the two down, it's been like maybe a week or two already at the very uh-huh. least, if not more. And like in this downtime and like I think we're starting to get like a montage, right? Of like how because you are kind of furloughed to basically like do shore leave and like train, do whatever, just kind of keep yourself ready to go until you hear back from command what your next mission is basically. Um, and so we'll get to see some of what's going on with them. So like, I guess let's start with, with Pfeffer since you're the one who brought it up. Like uh, what is like, what is the thing that you got and like, how, how are we going to reflect that? Like we can do like a little scene if you want or. Okay. So I think that like, Again, this is not something that would be a whole scene necessarily, but like part of the montage uh-huh. is that um, Pfeffer has been thinking about like, hmm, I was able to like with my planning, I was able to like get like I was able to get Kraken like on the scene to like play a role, but it was still kind of limited in what it was able to do, um, even though we are like a diplomatic squad, I sort of do still have the biggest gun in such a way. And maybe I should be able to like implement that better. And he starts like going through some, like I I like to imagine he like goes to like an old study and he takes out this, like uh not like a sketchbook, but like a, like a drawing book or something like that. Like, so the sort of book where like an architect would have, you know, his drawings Mm -hmm. and a portfolio basically. Yeah. Um, and he takes out and he's got these things and they're, they're these like sketches and like diagrams of Kraken. But then like when he flips over, there's like designs for like adding onto that. Um, and this is, I don't think this is necessarily something that would be easy to convey, but like basically these are, this is something that like his father had been working on, but that like never really, uh, like never really implemented while he was Kraken's pilot. So he's like looking at that and then you see him like making some calls, probably like sitting at like the airstrip for like a cargo plane to come in. And then like, there's, <laughs> there's probably shots of just like uh, big old trucks, just like coming up to the FOB and like going around to the hangar. And basically what is happening here is that I took the move, um, from the hold on from the uh captain playbook which is in the uh i think the growing conflict is what it's called right that is correct the expansion book um and so i took the move capital ship your vehicle load limits are higher and because a kraken is a heavy vehicle that means it now has load eight instead of six Wow. You can now yeah. represent the fact that uh, it is even bigger than a normal heavy class mech by mm-hmm. the fact that it also has a higher load than a normal <laughs> mech, heavy class right. mech. And I think like how this is basically what's happening is that like uh, Kraken is very big, but it's also very old. And um, a lot of the tech in there is serviceable, but outdated. And so what he's doing is actually he's implementing some like 
miniaturization technology Mm -hmm. that is well the miniaturization of technology as opposed to like a ray gun but i mean he's like (laughs) he's like changing out some of the like the big clunky servos and engines with things that in like the hundred years since it was produced um have been like refined a little bit and so he's basically opened up some uh space for things Maybe some lighter materials than they had. I I like the idea. It's like, finally, a modernized uh, crack. And then you look inside and it's like, the technology is only slightly less outdated. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's still not super sleek because his comfort zone is still like, you know, like 10, 20 years ago. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that is uh, that is the current situation. I've got two free slots. I might even spend like a material or something to like. You have equip to one material to like, yeah, but uh, I will yeah. see. Yeah, uh, I don't remember if there's an action for that, but I'll just go ahead and say like you can spend a material for it during downtime. I don't really care about that being something that takes you time to do. You know what I mean? Because yeah. yeah. like, you, you have staff for that. It's fine. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so let's cut to, uh, let's say, I forget, did Gabrielle get a new move as well? Or is it just those two? I thought everyone got a new move. I don't remember. Oh, um. I thought everyone did. It does say on my sheet one level up on spin. Yeah, you uh, have yeah. a you have an advance. You can you can Oh my god, I never picked anything. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, <laughs> well how about how about while we you take a look at what your options are and think of that, uh, we'll do uh reds, I guess. I've I actually think... been thinking about that. I'll take oh. read them and weep. Ooh, oh, wonderful. Oh, it's uh, spend too stressed to ask one of the following questions about someone you observed you have observed either in secret or openly. You may, ask you may ask additional questions by spending one stress per question. The questions are, what was their lowest moment? What do they crave forgiveness for and from whom? What are their secret <laughs> pains? In what ways are their mind and soul vulnerable? Nice. <laughs> oh, man, that's extremely good. Oh, no. no. Oh, God. I, I just realized. Gabriel's like, I don't like it when people surprise me and then shoot me. I'm going to make that harder. Yeah. You, you got, you are getting the evil version of the thing that Luke did in our last mask. Oh, my God, you're right. Oh, nice. Excellent. Oh, yeah. very good. I feel like that the on that there is like we while Gabrielle's doing this training and stuff, we also see some of her like just I think we also just straight up get her doing like so like not socialization training, but like specifically communications training or like hostage negotiation or something like that, where it's like specifically like trying to learn targeted isms, right? Mm-hmm. To just like disarm people like mentally. Yeah. Just like nice. pointing, point someone pointing a gun at her. She's just like, ah, this is because your father mistreated you as a child. And he's like, and he's, and he's like so, so dumbfounded. He's like, what? how, how did, how you, did know? you know? Uh, you really joined the military. <laughs> I was going to say there was a really dumb flash game that that made me think of, but I forget what it's called. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, is it facade? No, I think, it might have been called, I think it might have been called negotiation. Try If you've ever seen like a goofy, like flash image of a guy saying I'm a terrorist, it's from that. Oh, great. <laughs> um, Love that. Uh, I'll go ahead and clear this level up on spent then. That's wonderful. Um, and last but not least, Red, what are you doing for yours? I feel like Red's has to be tied to like spending the drive clock, right? Because like what I picked is so, it's kind of weird. Um, 
Uh, if you if if that's what I'll say is if that's what you all want to spend uh, a certain amount of drive clocks on, mm-hmm. we could take a moment to discuss that before we move on to it. Yeah, because yeah, we, kind of think... we talked about it pre-recording about like spending. We have four drive clocks to work with, and we thought we could spend two to improve boss's position, and two to uh, learn more about Vulcanhund, right? So, yeah. and what I'll we'll start, what I'll go back over, just in case you want to take this time now to like finalize. That's what you mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, for two and two, this is going to mean that whatever you get for both of these drives are going to make changes to your lives individually, mm-hmm. but are not necessarily going to have a huge impact outside of that. Okay. The if, and again, like like I mentioned this, so like the equivalent of like, let's say Pfeffer getting a promotion, right? What that looks like for two clocks and what that looks like for four clocks are wildly different. Right. Mm-hmm. Like because like implicitly, clocks. the more clocks you spend on a drive, the larger plot and setting significance it has, essentially. Mm. Yeah. God, that is interesting. And I should clarify, if you do want to like put everything behind one, it doesn't exclude the others from happening. Right. It's just that thing. And like frankly, I don't think you need to... And not to steer like which ones you go with or how you decide to take this out. You don't need to do your drive clock to justify getting this ability. I think this, like, based on what this is, I think this could be something where it is like a beginning of of like it is a prelude to figuring out other stuff later. If right. that's what you, if that's how you want. Yeah, to I get you. I do like the. I I guess I will say thinking more about it and having it kind of reframed like that. I almost do like the idea of giving of giving all four to Owen. Well, he, I'm not so certain about that because I okay. feel like based based on my understanding of the thing, like four is like something that changes like the outcome of like like or the trajectory or nature of a faction, right? Right. Something of that nature, like, or at least it changes the circumstances of that faction in a very uh, in a very significant way. Like it seems to me that like and and the other thing is that a lot of in the examples of beam saber play that I'm used to, like clocks or something, like drive clocks or something, you spend when your character is like cashing out. Um, mm, uh, maybe for friends at the table. Uh, but true. Yeah, this is what you have instead of money. That's in, a good point. And um, like it is, it is intended that like either. I think this is also part of drive things too. Is that like it is intended that like you can that you spend them however but like you can spend one to give someone like a super big assist if that's what you want to do true or yeah. you can like pull them towards something there, there's sometimes where it's like hey i'm using my drive clocks and i don't end up ever achieving my goal because i was focused on helping other people achieve theirs and that kind of true thing, you know? mm-hmm. um so like but what i was thinking of is like in terms of what like if we we're going to spend four clocks on pfeffer's uh goal which i'm Hold on, I'm just going to read like the specific wording of is like gaining prestigious military position. Like it feels to me that like at a four clock scale, that translates to oh, he is now like the Grand Admiral of Grand Tycon now. Right. Maybe, um, maybe not. Is, which is not something I feel like I necessarily like want or need at this stage, basically, is what I'm saying. Okay, I guess how I'm feeling is I am flattered that y'all want to help out Pfeffer, <laughs> but I am kind of enjoying him kind of like I having his rank tied up to like our status too so like um, I'm, I'm with you on that I'm personally more interested in learning more about Vulcanhoon than in getting yeah. Pfeffer like 
a big promotion or whatever. So, right. I'll say, so, and, and like for what for what it's worth, you also don't have to be. It's not like only two and two or only four. Like you'd also be like, well, we're gonna do three for one and then hang on to one in case you want it for a rainy day. Like, that's an Three is enough to change the circumstances of a squad. A three scale Vulcan Hund revelation sounds very interesting to me, actually. Yeah, <laughs> now that's okay. what I'm thinking about it that way. I'm into that, yeah. All and right. Then, like, yeah, and, yeah, I think so. And so I guess the question is, does this come down to both of us pooling our drive to help out Arabella, or is it one of us and then also the leftover Giuseppe drive? I mean, it's so abstracted, I'm not sure if it really matters. But I like, think, I, I mean, it does matter to keep track of. I'll say is, like, for what I was thinking of, of, like, what our possibilities here could be, I think Giuseppe drive would definitely be involved in this. Yeah, like okay. I'm definitely one of those is going to be Giuseppe's. Uh, I think one of them is necessarily Arabella's, and so it's really yeah. between whether we want to spend uh, Pfeffer's on that or uh, Gabrielle's on that. I think we're both like feeling interested in helping out our friends, so I guess it just comes down to like what makes yeah. the most sense in terms of. Oh, oh, I mean, I'm happy to spend mine if it. Okay, sure. There. Okay. I think that also makes sense because, like, Ellie as a player uh, said that she wants to, you know, see this more. And it makes sense that, like, Pfeffer has not cashed in on that promotion yet. Like, yeah. that yeah, drive clock true. is still standing. Yeah. You know? That makes um, sense. And also, so, in character, it could make sense with Gabrielle, like, bringing in some, like, um, s- some of some, like, advent, like, knowledge or something like that. Yeah. Oh, so adverse. Let, sorry. Adverse, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let's think about. Um, how do we do this? How do we start? So, um, we are in the hangar of the Forget-Me-Nots base. Mm. Um, this is a pretty, uh, this is a really routine scene for you, I think. This is, uh, during the part of the operating cycle, right? I guess like the week or month or whatever, where the LTRF is delivering you the supplies that they deliver you. Sure. Through that whole, uh, airfield thing they have set up. Um, but it's weird about it this time, though. The first thing that you notice is weird about this time is that uh, Dr. Baruchus is here, your uh, uh, wheelchair-bound uh, bunny uh, acquaintance who once rode with you in the Volk. And they're overseeing things around here, which is unusual. You don't really see sure. them much. Right, yeah, absolutely. Does that strike you? Is there anything that, uh, that Arabella would approach that with? or uh, I think Bella is just kind of like watching for now i suppose like she wanders over to barachus uh as as everything is getting unloaded and uh (laughs) does grin and like clap him on the shoulder and is like hey what's up doc as always Um, Uh, uh, they they start going into their spiel uh, and then briefly stop themselves, uh, realizing that they've already delivered the spiel unto you and that you probably don't <laughs> want to hear it again. <laughs> for the for the probably third or fourth time that Bella has done this stupid joke to this to this poor bunny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but Bella kind of like looks around at all the rigmarole uh, and then back at Barrages and is like, it's not common to see you around here. Usually you're happily holed up in a... Um, Wherever the hell you hang out, I guess. And they're like, well, uh, you'll be seeing a bit more of me, actually, uh, having been reassigned, as it were, to a position with less pay. But 
closer to the Vulcan wound. Uh, hmm. So, um, yeah, wonderful place you got here. Very uh, noble, historical. Uh, Stately is he, how yeah. I like to call it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Stately. That's what we can call it. Um, well, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to be living here or anything, but uh, I am. There's been uh, a change of plans, I guess. It seems like the Volk project is just sort of permanently being relocated here for one reason or another. Uh, um, oh, but uh, I did I did have something for you, actually. Uh, and they uh, kind of wheel around and they grab a silver suitcase uh, from the pile of things that they're moving around in this warehouse and hand mm -hmm. it to you. Uh, it's just uh, some things for you. Just a uh, a pilot suit and absolutely nothing else. Okay. I already have a... You know what? Never mind. Thank well, this you, Doc. Well, I, well, you're, well, you're welcome. Uh, this one is a bit uh, fancier than the one you've got going on. Uh, we're using... But, I mean, the LTRF is obviously not going to be making a whole lot more of these for you, so we decided to go ahead and bite the bullet on making something that can actually enhance your connectivity with the arm a little bit, uh, really amplify your neural signals and all that jazz. And uh, that's the only thing in that suitcase. Um, so definitely don't ask me about anything else in there or mention it to anyone or indicate that it exists at all. I want um, you to know the whole time Barrett's just is doing this. Uh-huh. Bella's just kind of like, like nodding, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I'll leave you to go uh, do with that suitcase uh, whatever you will. Um, yeah. You go have a great one, uh, uh, what is it? Sturinacht? I'm, I'm sorry. I only saw it written. I Sterinacht. Sterinacht. Okay. Actually, okay. Miss yeah. Officer Sterinacht. I will be, be seeing you around. Uh, sounds, have a good one. Sounds like you will be seeing me around. And she kind of like pats Baragis on the shoulder a little awkwardly. And, uh, kind of pops like a lazy salute and then walks off with her new briefcase, just like, you know, thinking to herself, like, that is always just every interaction I have with her is is the strangest interaction I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. I've had a lot of strange human interactions in my life, and Baratus is really high up there. Baratus uh, has a lot of ability points and put absolutely <laughs> none of them into charisma. That's correct. Uh, period. <laughs> Zero. Yeah, uh, so uh, you got the suitcase. Uh, where are you going like to... I guess Bella's going to take it back up. I mean, you know, there is only, in big finger quotes, only a fancy new pilot suit for her in there. Yeah. So she's going to go back to her room, I guess, and uh, put that bad boy on and at least see how it fits. Because, hey, if it fits like dog shit, Barishus is here on base and, you know, Bella can... Uh, level complaints so you know 
Yeah, um, so you uh, take the suitcase back to your room, and you pop it open, and sure enough, there's definitely at least a pilot suit in there, uh, sure. to say nothing of anything else. Uh, you decide to, I guess, like, be formal, put it on before anything else. It's kind of like, it is kind of, uh, sort of similar to what, um, Mikiuno has. It's kind of actually like a plug suit plug suit. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, it's cool. It's got, like, this very weird, like... So it has, like, this blue and silver coloring on, like, the uh, supporting structures that's, like, proper royal blue colors. But, like, mm-hmm. the neurogel itself that makes up the main body of the suit's, like, this, like, kind of, like, black with this dark iridescent red, kind of, like, arterial blood a little bit. Oh, great. I love uh, that. So very stark, but you know what? It does actually fit pretty well. It has, like... It actually has that thing where there's like a little uh, latch on the the collar of the suit, right? Mm-hmm. Like in uh, Evangelion, where it's like you flip it and like the, the the soft part of the suit actually just sort of conforms. Like Great. it has a little vacuum yeah. fit thing. Yeah, absolutely. On. Cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, that's a winner at least. Yeah, there is something else in the suitcase though. I thought so. I I had a I had a slight inclination that there might be something else in the suitcase. Don't tell me how I know. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's really hard to tell how you would have guessed. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no. But there is a, a data drive, like a, a really plain data drive, except it has like a red triangle drawn on it and like marker. Okay. Uh, and you think about it for like two seconds. And you're like, well, they were always calling me subject Delta mm-hmm. at LTRF. So presumably this is for me. Sure. Um, and uh, you go pop that sucker in. Yeah, uh, yeah, Bella is going to be a good girl. She does know a little bit about about OPSEC uh-huh. uh, and does connect her. To, like, I assume it's like a date, like a one of those clunky kind of handheld foldable laptops, you know, yeah. old 1980s one. She does have the wherewithal to disconnect it from the rest of the info net uh, of of Humboldt Manor. She's she's got at least that much OPSEC going on. So that's probably wise. Uh, yeah, you pop that sucker in. And uh, uh, you get a what is a colossal amount of data, like several mm-hmm. gigabytes, terabytes, maybe even mm-hmm. uh, worth of data on this uh, card. Uh, there is up top a readme. Sure. Very simply, it says a mutual friend wanted to cash in some favors for gold. And boy, did he get it. Never <laughs> ask me for anything again unless you're inviting me to dinner first. Signed, Fran. <laughs> and uh, under that what you find are a boatload of technical data on the Volk which appears to all be annotated somewhat descriptively and there's a lot of things in here but I'll go over like like the like the big montage ones I guess mm-hmm. so the thing that you find out about uh, the Volk is that LTRF didn't make this from scratch they apparently dredged the core machinery for this out of the ocean sometime in late 1977. Right. This would have been during the big three-year ceasefire uh, in the middle of the war after the last prince died. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe a couple months before you woke up in Iron Chapel. So okay. it's so this is about like maybe this is about like 10, 12 years ago, somewhere in there. But uh, it sure, was sure, sure. it was then. Um, but they most of the core assembly was pulled out of the ocean. And you can tell this especially by the technical documentation you find on the parts where 
there's lots of superficial stuff like the armor and uh, heads up displays and whatever, where they have uh, these build documentations for. And for basically everything else, there's descriptions of what's there, but not really how it was built. If that makes okay. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it sounds to me like they presumably don't know how it was. I mean, if they found it, then they might not know how it was built, right? Yeah, you kind of get the sense that what they found was like, I guess what you'd equivalently call the skeleton and muscles, right? Yeah, right. And they built the right. skin and did a lot of the, the fancy gussying up, but like most of this came intact. Okay. Um, the other thing that you find uh, while looking over tech technical documentations is that this, even this like basic description of what it is, is there for basically everything except there's this large kind of object somewhere above the pilot, like the cockpit, right? And it's labeled CPU with a question mark, which is, you know, all you know. promising. And like from where it's set up, right? That makes sense because like you have enough familiarity with mm -hmm. Max being with, with their engineering knowledge, right? Yeah. But you know, like, okay, this is where you'd put like the the operations computer for a machine. Mm -hmm. uh, you put it here and there's all sorts of uh, neural wiring coming off of it. It is definitely the command center, but there's a note there that indicates, well, there's two things that are weird about it. Okay. First is the note, which is from uh, Dr. Barachus, which uh, reads to the effect of, we were never able to get this part opened and were informed in no uncertain terms that if we somehow broke it, there'd be hell to pay. So who knows? Okay. Which is just encouraging. That's really Yeah, great. extremely encouraging. The engineers responsible for uh, for my mech uh, have never actually cracked open its alleged CPU. It's fine, I'm sure. Yeah. The other weird thing is that normally a mech CPU or really any kind of vehicle CPU would be in a spherical casing, right? Mm -hmm. Because the idea is that, like, it is something that is a fairly stable shape. So even if there's a really calamitous event, the there's an even distribution of force. So, like, sure. the, the CPU can probably sustain a significant amount of, like, stress. Right. Weirdly, the one in this is both a lot larger than normal and also kind of shaped like a motorcycle gas can. Like, it has a weird kind of oblong round. Yeah, plate. It's okay. It's not a sphere. Yeah, I get what you mean by motorcycle gas can. It's like, a, it's a, it's kind of wide up top and then narrow at the bottom and it's very rounded, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, it, you wouldn't say it's organic, but it has that kind of quality to it. Sure, instead of sure. just being like an arbitrary sphere. And like, you cannot think of any, like, there is nothing you can think of that fits that bill at all. Interestingly... That is not how kind you of, would build a CPU. No, interesting, Kelly, not thinking about it, though, kind of brain-shaped, which is interesting for a CPU. Yeah, and then, like, you know, it would be normal for a, even for, like, a organic, for, like, a really high-yield CPU, like the kind they've used to make, like, a Riven, like a big advanced AI for a facility, mm -hmm. to have that be a brain-shaped thing and then put it in, like, a cube or something, because it's sure. a facility, so you can have it in a cube. You don't really see a whole lot of form-fitting brain-shaped cases, if that was the case. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So it's definitely confusing. Hmm. Um, what else is in here? The other thing that's in here that is really strange to you is that you're while you're looking at the uh, diagrams of the parts, right, you're looking at the electrical framework. And what you realize 
is that it's very complex compared to what you would expect to see in a mech of this size. And also there's a lot more battery capacity than what you'd expect to see in a mech of this size. Battery capacity. Okay. And more importantly, more than so than being conventional electronics, it seems like all the electrical hardware in this is made out of moon glass. Oh. Um, and there's a comment from Dr. Baruchis in here that says, this is like a queen's ransom of moon glass. Yeah. I don't know who made it like this. If you just, if we disabled the output limiters on this thing, this would be a nuclear weapon. Wow. Wow. Okay. Hmm. We're talking like, as yeah. she says specifically, we're talking like danger level black amounts of Azure wave radiation. So yeah. don't go fucking with that. Yeah. And there's obviously. two exclamation marks indicating that you should not in fact go fuck with that. <laughs> Please do not go fuck with all the moon glass inside of my robot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last thing you find while poking around in this is an audio file and you it's un it's unnamed. It is actually just untitled dot WAV or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you pop it open and you hear a very familiar voice and it goes, Hey Red, it's GB. You know, um suspin Okay, uh, piratey. I hope this info is helpful. I pulled a lot of strings to get this to you. Um, can't talk long. I just uh, hope you make like I did and find a new life path sometime soon. Even if you, even if you have to leave the Volk behind, though I kind of doubt you will. But you know, like wearing. The royal blue collar is really bad news. And I think if you leave it on too long, you'll find that you can't take it off anymore. Um, I guess all this to say, I'm glad I caught out when I did. And it would be uh, cool if you started making moves in that direction sometime. You know, non-committal, just me saying stuff. Um, gosh, well, I don't have a ton of time, but uh, if you ever have any... Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, if you ever have any doubts, you know, uh -huh, doubts, uh, you can practically hear the eyebrow raise in the yeah. after that. Yeah. Uh, you can definitely trust the rocks, okay? Everyone tells me she's cool. Plus, you know, like, you, you've seen the rocks. She could probably kick anyone's butt, no problem. Uh, sure. Um, yeah, okay, that's me. Uh, tell everyone I love them. Uh, hang tough. Uh, try not to shoot anyone, I guess. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and the audio file very abruptly ends. Yeah, of course it does. Oh, yeah. She just kind of like sits back. I imagine that Belle has like a, she has like a, you know, like a desk in her, like her private quarters. she got a desk and an office chair and all that stuff. Mm. Uh, she just kind of like slumps back in her office chair. Because this is, you know, we just did all this with, with Pfeffer. Right. You know, shooting all these, these clay pigeons trying to kind of let off this steam and this feeling of betrayal at Giuseppe for, for leaving. And now it's just even more complicated, you know, and yeah. she just kind of like rubs both hands over her face. And it's just like, fuck, you would do this. <laughs> if anyone would do this, it's golden boy, right? That's right. Um, Great. Um, shit. So, I guess, knowing all of this, 
this is is this a good time to talk about um the uh the um advance i took the the vehicle up or the 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 thing yeah so repeat it for me the thing i took was koshe's uh is that how you say it koseki koshe okay Mm -hmm. koshe's needle from uh your playbook that you made available uh on itch.io slash hot i don't remember (laughs) sorry Uh, you you can find um my publishing page at hellabytes.itch.io thank you that's the one Um, that's the one i was thinking of yeah and it's on there somewhere it's you know, it's somewhere in there. Uh, it's really good. There's a lot of really spicy things uh, in those those playbooks that I like a lot. Uh, and I had to pick between several, and I had I picked with Koshe's needle, which is when you whenever you take level four harm, or the vehicle takes level four damage, instead of dying or being destroyed, you and the vehicle immediately exit the mission. After the mission, lose two reputation and roll an additional ink entanglement. Yeah. So you like know full well that this machine is capable of a lot more than you have really put it through to this mm-hmm. point. And so who knows what could be sure. happening there. Sure. So we're on now after having spent those drive clocks and uh, having learned a lot more information about Arabella's mysterious machine, the Vulcan Hound. Mm. Uh, we are now on our third turn of downtime, and I'm wondering, who wants to go first, and what do y'all have in mind? Um, I actually, I've got something lined up, so I'm good to Yeah, go let's, lead with, let's lead with boss. What you doing? Okay, then. <laughs> um, I have an eight-tick clock that is at six ticks. Uh-huh. So I am going to, and now that, now that Pfeffer has, like, stabilize a little bit but also realize that like oh shit things are probably going to be heating up pretty soon i am going to once again uh pay a visit to um our captive a child soldier uh miki ono uno who uh for ref for reminder looks sort of like uh like you know the tykeans are all like like humanoids with animal features right yeah. Uh, looks sort of like if Hatsune Miku was part narwhal a little yeah. bit. Yeah, she's got the big horn and like you yeah, know all, all that all that jazz. Yeah, um, and she's like, I think as we cut back to her, like I, she's again like there was a, a while where she was just sort of very adamantly just refusing to change out of the uh, pilot uniform they have, which is like plug suit adjacent, but like you know in in gamer black and red because it's adverse mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Um, but at this point, because especially because like at by this point it has she has been with you for probably close to two months now. Yeah, uh, most mostly. Uh, I I feel like at this point, especially considering like she has been allowed to like go around supervised, but mm-hmm. you know she still is mostly confined to uh, the uh, adapted guest room that you have uh, have her right. in. Still has a very uh kind of bored looking armed guard outside so on and so forth um but she is at this point like has found like has it has a small collection of inexpensive t-shirt and pajama pants combinations <laughs> that she is mostly right. in because uh you know not exactly it didn't necessarily come with her own wardrobe uh so they have at least given her some uh things that aren't the plug suit to wear right um, and oh. she, she says, uh, hello, Mr. Humboldt. Um, and just sort of 
doesn't not doesn't seem entirely there, but you know, uh, is used to these uh, little chats at this point at least. Okay, and I think you know what because I am like just two ticks away from this. Um, I think that like he's going to look. Hello, Mickey. You look. I have to assume that you're pretty bored. Well, you know, um, there's only so many books that I uh, really care to read in a, in a given week or month, and I've been uh, uh, exceeding that uh, pretty thoroughly. I'm grateful as I am that uh, uh, Kiffin, uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Birchmeyer, um, that he's you know been letting me look read things from the library and all that, but um, I I'm not exactly suited to this to to, the, to this you know I have gathered as much listen I'm trying you to immediately think. like you immediately see her tense up just a little bit yeah uh, um yeah. Ace is high. yep um how would you like to stop being a prisoner and start being a part of something again well I and Again, this is a little bit like young people being easier to read than they think they are. Right. She yeah. attempts to affect a kind of like callous disinterest where she's like, well, I guess I don't have uh, much choice in that considering it's this or something else. But you can tell like there is a part of her that that is like immediately like, oh, God, do I get to be a pilot? Do I get to do I get to leave this room and do the thing that I do again? Yeah, and it, um, it, you know maybe a little worrying that this uh, that this teenager is so excited to get back in a death machine, but you know, right? Yeah. Um. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm just gonna go ahead and um. I'm. I, I, is this this is sway, isn't it? Uh, I suppose if you were trying to convince her uh, in the sort of you social way, like, hey, do you feel like coming and uh, fighting for me? Uh, I think that would be a sway. Okay, but could it also, like, um, do, could consort also be uh, relevant? Just because it's better for me. <laughs> I think not, because consort tends to be, like, you are leveraging connections, basically, is what consort kind of is. And so it's like okay. you are using, like, your shared background with someone, or you are making contact with someone, or you are doing something of that nature, whereas, like... It's somebody that's already working with you. Yes, yeah, Sway yeah. is specifically like you were just trying to have a not a heart to heart with someone necessarily, but you were trying to have an affect on them that is independent of any kind of connection or interest you might have in each other, if that makes sense. Right. I do have less effect, but that doesn't really factor into just project roles, correct? Yeah, no. Um project project roles and things do not uh adhere to scope or effect rules. They're just just numbers. Okay, and I can spend a point of material to increase the outcome? Uh, yeah, I suppose uh, if you wanted to make that, the, if you wanted to make it work like that, the spending material could represent as like literally you taking the uh, uh, necessary, like if you are trying to bring her in in the way that you are, yeah. literally preparing the material necessary necessary for her to take a position as like one of the lead pilots. It'd be basically. cute if it was giving her a uniform. Yeah, that's true. I'm just, I've got one dot in sway is all. I'm trying to figure out like the best way to approach yeah. this. I also. So if um, you, 
And what I'll say is you can get a four or five in worst case scenario. If you roll a one, two or three, I believe you can spend that material to enhance the result of the roll. To a if four. you yeah. want to boost it a that, little That's bit, what I meant. Yes. Me yeah. You can try to invoke a regent's brilliance. Like, uh, yeah, that affects increased effect when consorting. So long as you I don't have a, uh, I don't have effect on these rolls. I think. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Right. Like, effect yeah. effect is specifically for uh you know reduced standard uh great. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh well. Okay then. Well, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go and roll that one die then. Yeah, and if you roll I, poorly, you can fix it with material. No, no yeah. worries. I do appreciate the offer though. That would have been if <laughs> if he came in dressed up nice. That would have. <laughs> <laughs> you want a sweet uniform? I got a six, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a part, and it's like. Miki is looking at you and trying her best to like not uh, smile, but like you can tell the through the sparkling in her eyes. It's just like, well, I guess it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. And then we like immediately hard cut to the uh, to her eighty three switchblade, which has been repainted in royal blue colors. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I guess what does this mean? Like stat like. Numbers wise, oh, for the, I was gonna I say think, Gabby has a friend, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. I think what this is going to be is I'm going to count this as bringing her on as a specialist cohort. Okay, cool. and that would be like uh, specialist expertise, like uh, like we'll call it like skirmisher because that's what she does in the mech <laughs> things. At least makes sense. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do like vehicle uh, skirmisher, or actually no, I would just put expertise pilot because I think that's actually technically oh, correct. Cool. Um, and we would do edges and flaws for her, um, but we can we can sort that out later. Yeah, yeah we can work on that. Uh, does she get a new call sign? Oh shit, we'll have to figure that out later. I think I yeah. think that has to be something that comes up later. We got to hang out with her a bit and find out what, <laughs> what, what we're gonna call the kid. Wonderful. Well, we can work on edges and flaws later too, because um, I have to actually pull up the okay. Edges for cohort and flaws. You do one or two edges, and then you take as many flaws as she has edges. Nice. So for edges, we have fearsome, terrifying in aspect and notoriety. Independent, able to make good decisions and take action without direct orders. Loyal, can't be bribed or turned against the squad. And tenacious, won't be deterred from a task. I feel like based on... While it's tempting to go for loyal, the fact that we did convince her to turn on um, her old squad does, well, her old faction does make me think that might be the most appropriate one. I think you could make the argument for it because you were you were here for her and have been trying to bring her on, whereas her old faction explicitly abandoned her. Yeah, they True. just straight okay. up gave up on her. Well, yeah. then I'm going to go, just go for that one. Yeah. Okay, do you want to do two or do you just want to leave it as loyal? I think I think just that's fine. We don't have to make it too complicated. But if anyone else has suggestions, well, it's you have to take as many edges as it is. You have to take as many flaws as it. You, you can take one or two edges, and you take as many flaws as you've taken edges. Gotcha. Okay. I think just I think just the one is fine. We don't need her to be like like independent would be useful, mm-hmm. but um, I almost feel like maybe we shouldn't be letting. Just uh, just based on the optics alone, we shouldn't be letting the uh, flipped war prisoner necessarily be going Correct. off and doing her own thing all the time. Yeah, I think, that makes I sense. think loyal is good. All right, so then pick a flaw. There is brutal, excessively violent and cruel, eager, 
will act without orders, quote unquote, for the squad's best interests. (laughs) Principled has an ethic or value that they won't betray. Uh, Obligation, uh, not always available due to other responsibilities, illness, uh, things of that nature. Or wild, drunken debauchery and loudmouth. Eager. Eager, 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 eager. That sounds yeah, so that good. Fun. Yeah, I'm down. I was. I'm thinking, also thinking we can get like tenacious and maybe another flaw too. There's a lot I was of good thinking, things. <laughs> well, okay. If we want to get a second flaw, I was thinking obviously eager is the best one. Um, obligation could be interesting if like she's got like some kind of weird parole setup, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. And I mean, she's a teenager. That makes sense. Yeah. So um, eager and obligation. So do you want to actually grab a second edge then? Yeah, let's grab Tenacious, because that sounds really good. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> I what love, a great combo. I love incredible combination. You have you have two cohorts. They both have Tenacious, but one of them is independent and one of them is eager, which means yeah. that one of them makes good decisions and one of them yeah. does not. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. We haven't I don't think that cohort has even like really shown up on screen now that I think about um, it. Um she she has. She showed up at the end of the auction mission. Mm-hmm. But that was like oh, immediately right. before you went to the uh thing. So gotcha. but yeah, actually I, I guess I should mention uh in uh while y'all have been doing stuff in the uh, you know, machine base, uh your engineer, uh the rocks, aka Roxy, who is this like seven and a half foot tall extremely buff fish woman oh, um, love that. yeah um has just been you know doing her thing keeping the vehicles tuned uh drinking and smoking on the job as you do <laughs> correct i believe i believe i did mention that you are aware that she is an ex-pirate and that yeah. tracks we got plenty um, of that it's no yeah she's been hanging out we're going for the hat trick we just need an ex like democracy person and then yeah you have to get that uh that one uh extremely thirsty bisexual that uh that's uh, right that uh she was chatting arabella was chatting up during the auction <laughs> yeah. are you sure you don't want a third aces high get like the the suit <laughs> that's a good point god mm. yeah all right well you're gonna start getting uh, rotation was, boss um if it's all right i'm actually okay to like double down because I do know what my next move will be and it's not interesting. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay, go for it. I'm just going to heal again so that I can get rid of uh, my level one harms. Wonderful. Uh, and I'll still just, just, yeah. yeah I, just, I still roll just to... Yeah, just roll for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good, you're good. Oh yeah, that's 2d6. And that is a four, so I'll just mark two and I will get rid of my level one harms. Wunderbar. Um, wonderful. So between that's a uh, all of bosses' uh, actions taken up, unless uh, he decides to spend some resources on one. I will remind you that's that you, right, we have you do have ton like you have spare supply. You have like yeah. I, I think I said like four spare supply that you do not currently have the room to store on top of yeah, the I'm material personnel you already have. So be yeah. sure to spend some of it. I'm going to end know up what? spending one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to spend one just to do the upkeep on my uh, mech then. Wonderful. Actually, yeah. Actually, wait, you know what? I'll wait until to see if anyone else wants to spend it. Cause it wasn't a high priority. So All right. Yeah. We, we can, we can resolve that at the end. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, Arabella or Gabrielle, who, which of you wants to do your third turn? Uh, my third turn, I think, is going to be another recover. Um, you know, try to help out with the uh, with the yeah. That makes situation. sense. Your 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 hand's still fucked up. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and give me that two d six. Okay. 
do I would I add the material before or after, or does it matter? Uh, oh, you're going to spend the material if um, I wound up having needing to. Uh, yeah, you do that post fact post post facto because it'll increase the result by a tier. Which okay, uh, I rolled a three. which is good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you spend the material to increase your result to a tier, which will you know give you two ticks, which means you can fill your clock, which is great. Um, and this I think is literally the result of you spending the material. Um, and we'll go ahead and say that that's uh, like mark your instead of taking material off of what you have, I'm just going to mark it out of your bonus supply because it seems better. Um, and I think what this literally looks like is that you spend the resources and uh, you go get fitted for your uh, artificial fingers. Mm-hmm. So what do, what do they look like? I guess I should ask since you're, um, you know, that's, so, that's the route you said you wanted to go for it. Yeah. What I've been thinking was since, you know, they're going to, they're going to be like prosthetics anyway. Like, um, I was going to get them in the same sort of uh, porcelain and blue inlay that uh, Blue Dahlia uses for. Yes. Nice. Ooh, we're we're starting to get a little visual motif going on with our uh, pilots, huh? Mm-hmm. I like that. So I figure I'll downgrade shot hand to like new fingers uh, or something. Uh, I would say like uh, phantom pain. Let's call it. Hey, Ooh. I like that. <laughs> Just a phantom pain. <laughs> Stiletto has come too. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Hey, and your machine has a placeholder arm too. It's, it's yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. There's probably right. a shot of like. Of it's like poetry. Looking, it rhymes. Yeah, you're looking at her like fingers and like Blue Dolly has got like the repaired half repaired arm. It's like, yeah, that shit's tight. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, they look like great fit. Seems the neural connections there working out wonderfully. Uh, you should feel like a new woman in no time, hopefully. Ah, spooky. Ah, <laughs> oh, they're very pretty. Uh, thank you very much. Absolutely. And uh, we'll, we'll Guillermo del Toro dogman smile. Uh, very, <laughs> very warm, and, very warm and polite. Yeah, Gabby's feeling a lot. I don't know, a lot more friendly with. Uh, little Guillermo here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I love this little dog man who gives me all these drugs. and <laughs> He's great. I love that guy. Uh, I came around on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, do you want to do your fourth action or do you want to like alternate to, to red? Um, I'm still thinking on my fourth one, actually. No, okay. I, I will remind you, y'all have like long-term projects and stuff you can work on, uh, though. Yeah, though, I'm thinking uh, about that actually. That or schmoozing is probably. What I, I have to delete oh. Pfeffer's because Pfeffer actually did it. So um, awesome I thought. don't think I wrote down my long-term project. Which uh, if you have it, you want to like start some kind of information network or something, and you have yeah, one of eight on adverse. Yeah. Do you know how how many I need? Uh, yeah, I have it. I have the clock set to eight. Oh, no. and so you have a one on there, so you'd need seven more. One of eight, and I'll list this adverse informant network. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. Wonderful. So, do you want to like do something with that, or do you want to like wait and we'll get back to you? Um, I do. I'm just not certain how to frame it yet. Sorry. Well, let's get back to you then. That's yeah. okay. Uh, Red, what do you want to do for your third turn? Uh, my third. So I have. I've got two things and they're both kind of like like owen said they're kind of uh they kind of i guess they can almost tie together in a weird way uh i want to fix volk and i want to train insight 
Ooh, wonderful. So let's start with fixing Volk. Um, So that for fix, let's see. You roll engineer or have an appropriate cohort roll their quality. Well, you have a cohort and they're a specialist, so it's your tier plus two. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So you are going to roll 2d6. Cool. Um, you, I believe you have a workshop, right? The workshop uh, upgrade? You do, you do. Yep. Um, so that doesn't come in. Um, so you automatically remove any level one damage, and then you basically yep. roll this as you would a heal roll. Uh. Oh, oh my god, that's a crit. Jesus oh, a crit. god. Damn. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. What do I do with that? Boxcars. So normally that would be a five t- picks, which means you fill your clock and then put an extra one on top of that. Wow. Uh, so go ahead and mark one clock. All your... Uh, suffice to say, I mean, it doesn't end up mattering because you didn't have any level twos anyway, but like mm-hmm. uh, you work with Jackie and... Uh, or excuse me, with Roxy. I call her Jackie <laughs> because she has a, a last Similarities. name. Similarities. Well, there's similarities. Also, she may or may not be a descendant. Don't worry about it. Um, (laughs) But uh, you work with her and like you and like despite having this kind of like trepidation about what Volk is or is not, uh, you're able to at the very least get Volk back in like pristine working order. Great. Got a got a nice wax and polish and everything. (sighs) Well, she's kind of like she like, you know, nods at Roxy and is like. These are very complicated between you and I right now, huh? Oh, she's saying that to Roxy, or no, she's saying that to Volk, but Roxy's like next, like standing next to her. I think Roxy, I think Roxy's like, well, I, th- I think we're doing our. Oh, you mean that? I'm know. talking to the. I'm talking to the robot. <laughs> yeah. worry, should have just it. rolled with it. God. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, a, That's a for, for, so, for such a little guy, he is pretty complicated in his way. Yeah, you and, have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, I really don't. I can't. I, I tried. I, I can't even get in that that computer. They got some special casing on that. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, if it works, it works, right? He definitely works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna hang out here for a little while. Thank. Thank you again for the help. Her. She like has this kind of complicated gesture on her face, like she read something into that that is completely unintended, and she's sort of like, "Yeah, uh, you, you, you too." And then she like messes <laughs> off. Oh my god! Oh god! Uh, and then the other thing I want to do is I want to train. Uh, I want to train insight, and I have two pips, so obviously I can level up uh, one of my things. Um, and I want to level survey actually. Um, oh. so that's- I think that's why. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So your insight, you would get to. So yeah, you would fill up your bar, and you could level anyone you want. So like, tell me what you're doing. Like, how is it you're you're doing this insight training? And uh, I guess specifically since you're trying to level up survey, uh, how is it you're doing your survey training? I think survey training is. I hate to like keep. It's not VR training. I think it's literally since you know things are kind of weird, but uh, Volk is still, you know the most important thing Bella has. So I think it is an actual case of like taking the robot out for its paces and um, like going out like into like onto um, like old training, like routes and stuff she used to do. And instead of, instead of doing it for like combat training, it's for like actual um, kind of surveillance training. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I like doing some like scouting work and things mm-hmm. of that nature. 
Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I think you, we during your uh, montage, you have this kind of irritating mark on screen, by the way, that is informing you that uh, uh, you are request you are politely requested to remain inside uh, your uh, your <laughs> FOB's operating zone, uh. um, and so. <laughs> yeah. You end up having to actually do your practice a little closer to town than you would have liked because the operating stone doesn't go all the way out to where you want it to be. Yeah, it's um, funny to think of her just buzzing, uh, buzzing ships like in the in the harbor with Volk, like right, like getting it real close to the water and just like buzzing and and getting like sw- like swarming ships with water. Not enough to you know capsize anything, but <laughs> yeah. enough yeah, to no. go off. You definitely get like a, a a complaint mail from high command layer. It doesn't actually reprimand you at all. It's mm-hmm. just like, hey, please stop. I'm <laughs> <laughs> forwarding a complaint that I received from blah blah blah. From from yeah, no, that's, uh, that's literally it. That's yeah. literally it. Oh, yeah. It's just you get like dozens of emails, and it's just like literally the, the like your one of the your reps from high command thing forwarding you this that I got from a cap, from a naval captain over uh, yeah. over there on this specific date. Uh, God, you know, just get, knock it off. I've got like, a gig uh, a, digitizing files for the like DEP, and there's like a bunch of that stuff. Is like here's a letter about a in response to a letter that I forwarded to you about a complaint <laughs> that I received from Mrs. So-and-so uh-huh. about <laughs> a suspicion about tires being burned. <laughs> oh, it's my favorite Jane Austen novel. Great. <laughs> uh, oh, God. So uh, I think that leaves, aside from, like, however y'all are going to continue spending your bonus supply, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Gabrielle, you still have a fourth action that you can use. Yeah, I've, I've been thinking about that. I'd like to get back on the long-term project. Um, Gabrielle is not feeling especially sociable, and the last time she tried to uh, get persuasive with, what was that guy's name, Ismat, uh, turned out pretty bad. So she's going to lean on some of the technical skills she's been picking up, and I think she's Ooh. going to try to uh, fish slash social engineer her way into the accounts of some yeah. adverse yes. lackeys. Hey, P brain, do you teleport? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or the kind of emails I get, get at work all of the time these days. And then my tech guy is like, please do not answer those emails. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I get emails from people being like, I'm in a meeting. This is your boss. I'm in a meeting right now. Yeah. I need you to text me immediately. That kind of thing. Yeah, hey, so you should go buy a bunch of gift cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to explain this to you, but I need Amazon gift cards right now. now. It's like your LinkedIn account has been locked. You need to send me your password now if you want to. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sort of wonderful. thing. It's like, yeah, she's just in a dark room. She's got some reading glasses on, hair up. It's like time to ruin <laughs> some lives. <Yeah. laughs> wonderful. And I'll be happy uh, so- to spend some personnel on that to. Uh, <laughs> get an extra so, die yeah so uh go ahead and spend uh we'll go ahead and mark off one of your bonus supply for it so you're at two or four on your bonus supply mm-hmm. um i feel like this would be a good engineer yeah i've got Question engineer mark? of one so with the extra die i can roll 2d6 yeah all right get some other lackeys involved <laughs> got a five hey a five. that's pretty die. good a five. um so let me think i think it's like so a five is like a decent. It'll give you like a, I believe it's a two peps on it, um, and we can convey yeah, this by like. Two. I think because like you're building an informant network, right? And I think the way this literally shakes out is like, uh, it you you cast a wide net, and you know, 
their information security is pretty good, mm-hmm. but you do get someone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it's like some like low level middle manager. And I feel like it's, and it, it, I think it's literally like, Oh, this is the one where I was feeling kind of desperate and like, like attached a pornographic image I found on Google. Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. I guess that's, okay. and, and it, it got, it worked. Mm-hmm. No, great. Can't wait to see how this farce unfolds. Oh well, <laughs> good stuff. I'm I'm looking forward. Yeah, so you you have you have uh you have subtly established that you have a backdoor connection into some adverse networks now. Great. <laughs> Let's try to be a little less slimy next time, but we'll see. <laughs> you realize that uh, the information security is good, but the impulse security of the humans who are operating the email accounts is not yeah. always good. Yeah, yeah, it's uh. Hacking is less cost-effective than social engineering, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, with that in mind, uh, we you still have uh, two bonus supply left. Does anyone want to do oh, anything with like uh, like spend any material or personnel for bonus actions? I'm just going to um, I'm going to spend mine on just like doing that upkeep thing, and um, I think it would probably be a good idea if Arabella went for an additional recovery thing just because she's, do. yeah. 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 Um, for quirks, uh, you can just do it. Um, and okay. for uh, your recovery thing, it will just clear your uh, arm so you can uh, roll project clock if you'd like to. Yeah, it wouldn't be bad to have some uh, well, that's snake eyes. build up. Well, <laughs> yep, uh, you, you tick one on your healing project clock, but you get rid of both burnout and bruised. So. Cool, I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. All right. And that's your bonus supply spot. Um, anyone have anything else they want to do? Because we still um, have like regular supply too, right? Yeah. You you have you are about maxed on uh, material, and you have a uh, three or four on personnel. Yeah. And um, uh, though you use those to upgrade your tier, you still have at least another mission before you do that, and uh, you know you, you don't have enough room for all the supplies that you're storing necessarily. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm okay with building up kind of a, you know, just, just building up resources for right now. The only, the only thing I say this is that if you were to get paid next time, uh, you do not have room in your base to store the material and personnel that you would be getting because you're maxed out. I thought it would just be like the, I thought that would be just be more like bonus stuff that we would have to spend right then. Nope. No. Um, okay, so we gotta it, up some room. Okay. Which is also why like part of why like the upgrades for having more storage for those things are like things that are sometimes good. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, um I don't know if there's like a way to you like let me see if there's a ways I can that are actually listed for spending those that aren't just like doing more downtime actions because I I have one thing that I would that I wouldn't mind doing, not to, you know, uh, yeah. extend this any further, but I do have one little project I would like to start. Oh, um, sure. Uh, it's more research into that robot we pulled out of the the, oh, the other yeah. the, the other busted robot that is clearly connected to Volk in some way, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, how how do you want to do that research then? Um, I think it's a it's a, another process of well, we have an engineer now, uh, and it's a it's getting Jackie not Jackie, see <laughs> Roxy Jackie, uh, getting Roxy involved to um. To try and get, we tried to get into the computer last time and it didn't work, right? Right. Oh, did okay. we ever make? Did you ever start like a 
project for that because I don't think I have it marked anywhere. I don't think I have it. I don't think we had a proper project for it. Okay. Uh, we can start a project for no it. Time like the present. Yeah. yeah, I think that'd be because Bella needs one. Wonderful. Oh, uh, so tell so so describe to me what you're doing here as you try to to learn more on this. Um, I think now that she has such like this new information about Volk, I think the starting of this of like figuring out what this thing is and thus maybe understanding Volk better is to get all of its old armor off, right? Because the oh. important, the important part of what of what Volk was and what they pulled out of the ocean was his frame, like his core and the frame. And then like the LTRF just put like all of the, the stuff that makes him look the way he looks now. Um, they added all of that stuff additionally. So I think step one is just like getting it stripped down to its like original bones and seeing if we can glean anything cool and interesting that way. Right. So you're going to be cracking in to the red cap as That's it's right. called. Uh, you're in the hangar once again this episode. Um, and this time, rather than Dr. Barachus being there, um, it's the rocks. And she's just kind of, as you're, you know, getting your tools set up, like ready to crack into this machine. Mm -hmm. She's just sort of at some point come close to you, arms crossed, and is just sort of like judgmentally looking at you. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bella is like already, she's getting out the blowtorch and like finding uh, a pair of like goggles that cover her eyes and looks over at the rocks and is like, listen, I'm gonna open this thing up whether you like it or not. So you can help or you can stand around and glare at me. I realize you're gonna open this thing whether I like it or not. And I can tell you for a fact, I don't like it. But, since I'm here, mm -hmm. put that blowtorch away. We don't need it. Oh, all right. Well, hey, any, see, this is why I need your help, Rox, because if it were me, I would mangle this big, beautiful beast. But hopefully, once everything's said and done, we can put That's it back right. together good as new. You were about to tear open its armor plate and for no good reason when there's a release hatch right there. Oh. Yeah. See? Though... I mean, also, I mean, if I'm being perfectly honest, I know you can't tell, because you ain't never seen this thing before. No. But I can tell this is a corp refurb. Look at it. Paint's new. Pigment's correct. But it's waxed. Mm -hmm. Who the hell on the open seas wax in a mech? No one got the time. Right. And uh, you two get working on it. Mm -hmm. um, as I recall, this is just like sort of a uh, explorational thing, like see what its guts look like, get a mm -hmm. get a clean thing at it. Absolutely, get all the get all the armor off of it because yeah. Belle is kind of working off of her um, not not her newfound knowledge of Volk um, and understanding that like what they found at the bottom of the ocean with Volk was just a skeleton. So she wants to actually see the red cat's skeleton and try to um try to like see if she can discern anything from it you know what i mean yeah that makes sense um so as you're going um you're taking off the armor plates you notice something as well and uh, uh the rocks uh comments on it you can see from this patina here the uh the right-hand side, most of the center and core of this armor plating is actually all original. Like, okay. the paint job's bad, but this is old metal. 
Sure. All this stuff over here on the left is uh, appears to be fairly new, which is about where the thing got shot before it got, you know, took down and all. So safe to assume that that stuff was just lost and had to be replaced. Oh, I know. I know this isn't entirely within the purview of this, uh, of all of these roles, but Bell does ask, like, so do you know what happened to this thing? Like, it's been missing for God knows how long. Aye, um, well, I don't know how it got here, for sure. Say. But how did it end up, you know, lost, I suppose? Well, it got lost the way any other pirate mech gets lost. It got shot and went into the ocean. Oh, well. Simpler than I expected. Aye. Always is. <sighs> well? Mostly, I'm surprised they took the effort to dredge the fucking thing out. Well, apparently it's special. Uh, Aye, it was. Might be more special than you realize, Rox. Hmm. No, I realize how special it is. It's mostly <laughs> sentiment. Uh, Honestly, the machine itself ain't too complicated. It's based on an old Addy mech, believe it or not. An old adverse, you mean? Aye. Oh, okay. Main assembly is a 24 Kohai. Okay. What does it's, that mean? Well, it's a. Uh, it, how does she phrase this? One second. She goes, well, they call it that because it's tiny and cute with a roaring engine. You oh, say. But it's see. a bit, it's, it's technically mill spec, but it's more of a sports car that hoity-toity officers would drive around, go real fast-like. Sure. Not exactly the most practical machine in the world, but, you know, we can soup that up. Make it something worth using in a dogfight, as it were. Sure. Metal's metal. So, and Bella's just kind of like walking around the, 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 the mech now. So, I'm trying to think of like how to phrase this question. Is there anything that like really stands out other than the fact that like obviously half of it is new and half of it is old because, you know, it got blown apart. Um, but is there anything else that kind of stands out about this thing to either Bella or to Rox? Yeah, so there's two things. Sure. Um, the first is, like she said, it's a 24. Sure. This is a 50-year-old Mac. Mm -hmm. um, you get the impression, because it was flying around the 70s, so this was kind of a, uh, even then. Actually, no, this is more than, this is 60 years old, excuse me. Mm -hmm. 65. Wow. Um, but you get the impression that when it was flying around in the 70s, even then it was kind of, this is probably kind of the equivalent of like, that guy who tunes up that, that old muscle car, like the dude with the kitted out 70s Camaro <laughs> yeah, in his front yard that he's like yeah. put like $30,000 into. Yeah, absolutely. You get, it, this feels like one of those. Okay. Um, And like, you can tell looking at it, like based on the, the white style, this is a fairly old fashioned mech under the hood. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just that it is very souped up. There is like some more modern, uh, like actual like motor assemblies in here. Um, but the other thing you notice is much like the shell, a bit of this is original and you can tell by the patina, but most of it is reproduction, which is surprising to you because mm -hmm. even though it's reproduction, it also means that like, you know, they went to a lot of effort to reproduce this because there was not any kind of modern commercially available reproduction lines of that model of me. right 
Like they took the time to reproduce those individual parts. Yeah, absolutely. But we also get uh, uh, rock. The rocks here notice something. It's like, uh, well, the driver and brain are stuck. She says, referring to the, you know, main engine and also the onboard computer, which, as far as you can tell, look normal. Mm-hmm. But the cockpit's not, save for the reupholstery. Uh, there is a fairly customized-looking cockpit with like a much larger seat than you usually see in these kind of mechs, among other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the upholstery is definitely new. You figure because of water damage and things of the like. Uh, most of the armor plates original. <sighs> it looks like none of our kit bashing made it through the crash, unfortunately. Because if, and she like pauses to explain. If any of that stuff had made it through, mm-hmm. they'd have known well enough to remake it. Right. You see. Sure. But they just put stock parts in, which says to me none of it made it out. So. What do you think? So. It's so strange to me that they went through all of this trouble adverse went through all of this effort to remake this thing from the ground up and then just sell it and then just sell it so why this is this ain't a particularly old repo these parts can't be more than a year or two old right so they they fish this thing out of the ocean and then they they I assume meticulously remake it, put the old plating on it, and then sell it. Right. I don't understand. I don't. I, I don't, don't understand. understand. It's confusing to me too, frankly. Yeah, it's, I think it's the a very weird beast. I think there's one other thing that you notice about it, okay. because since you were specifically looking for things, you notice like. It's not like the skeleton... The skeleton of the Volk and this are things that are, like, similarly sized. These are both small mechs. But they don't... The Volk... It's The Volks don't look like they are this. They yeah, look, Volk doesn't they, look like it's it's got the same bones as this thing. Well, the, the, here's the weird thing. Okay. They're similar bones. But they clearly were not manufactured for this. Okay. They have, like... How do I put this? They are things that appear to be more... The skeletal structure of Volk is a Mm -hmm. little more, like, avant-garde, I guess you'd say. Sure. Like, instead of having very, like, linear, direct machinery, it is somewhat, like... There is kind of an organic quality to it. Like, it's still a machine, but it's modeled in the way a body would be modeled. Right, right, where the red cap is more like a the red cap is a machine. traditional mech. It is right. it is a human shaped car, basically. Yeah, okay. But like the the frames are very similar in size and very similar in stature. Mm-hmm. Like you could theoretically like refit one or the other to be more like the other. Sure, but it doesn't seem like a straight replacement. It doesn't seem like these two things are necessarily the same thing. Right. It's just that they might be, like, one might be based off the other or vice versa. 
Right. You get that. Okay. You, there, you get that sense of similarity, even though you know that these 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 squares don't circle or whatever. Sure. Okay. Um. And uh, I think I guess that's all. Just, the, I think that's all the purview of the of the role can cover. Okay. Yeah, I think Rox's final remark here is just like, well, most of it's fake, but it's still a pretty damn good vehicle, huh? It's a it's a beautiful beautiful machine. Not as well. Not to be rude. Not as uh, beautiful as mine, but well, I doubt pretty good. I doubt much is. Look at that thing. <laughs> oh god! And Mel kind of makes this face like, oh, it's so much more complicated than you can possibly realize. Um, and she's just like, well, we'll uh, we'll take a crack at it again some other time. I don't know. I need to think about it. Something weird going on here with with this robot. I still don't understand why. If it's so important, Adverse would just sell it. Like, why reconstruct it? If it's so important, why reconstruct it? And then just maybe they got all everything they wanted out of it. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you did pay quite the princely fortune for the thing, for what it's worth. It is just a sports car, practically. I don't know. I feel like there's still something Even if the profit margin's good, I don't exactly understand what the point of the whole endeavor is. I I don't understand. Seems like, I don't know. I wonder if... If they wanted us to take it. Us or, or your dragon teeth friends. If they wanted us to take it. Mm. She like hmms a bit and thinks about it. And it's like, well, if that were the case, they certainly left it the hell up to chance. Maybe it doesn't matter who it ends up with. You or us or your uh, old boss, I guess. Or maybe they were just done with it and figured they'd turn a quick buck. Yeah, well, they got plenty of ways to make quick bucks. I don't know. I don't know, um, Rox. We'll, uh, we'll go, we'll, uh, we'll keep cracking at it. If not for the fact that it's a priceless national treasure and I don't want to lose my new job, I'd go take this thing for a joyride. Oh, maybe someday. Maybe we'll, um, we'll, uh, race it and Volk. See what happens. (laughs) Don't threaten (laughs) me with a good time. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Calvin Cox, Elliot, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Hell Bloodhands, Jack Toops, Jarnope, Joel, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, Lucas Bell, MC Verdandi, Nyan Hellcat, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Ryan Asopa, Udon Bullets, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join our ranks and gain access to special content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We are at biggaynerdscast on Twitter and just biggaynerds on Tumblr and Facebook. And if you want to hang out, join the Big Gay Nerds fan club Discord server linked in all the aforementioned pages.